Good evening. You are listening to Three Moves Ahead, and I'm your host, Rob Zachney. Joining me tonight is freelance writer TJ Hafer. Hello. We also have freelance writer and uh, brilliant photographer, Dia Latina. Hey. And we also have uh, our friend from PC Gamer, Fraser Brown. Hello. So uh, today, the muse sings of a strategy game podcast, uh, journeying across the wine dark sea to lay siege to Wald Ilium. Uh, <laughs> Fraser, this week we're going to be talking about uh, total war, a total war saga. Troy, uh, is it just the, rolls is the off official, the tongue, doesn't it? It's it's perfect. Don't you dare call it. Uh, Total War Troy. That's wrong. Don't say Troy, a Total War Saga, which makes sense, but is also still wrong. Uh, No, it is a Total War Saga, (laughs) Troy, uh, snappy title, but it is a Total War game about the Trojan War uh, as related to us by a host of Athenian tragedians and uh, the poet Homer. Uh, Fraser, first of all, Let's get something off the. Let's get something clear from the start. Uh, do you think there w- there was a Homer and a unified authorial Ooh. composition of oh. of the Iliad and the Odyssey? So I always say Homer was a woman because it pisses the most nerds off. Uh, <laughs> that way, I just I remember back in university that was the one that got the most gasps. <gasps> a woman. Couldn't believe it. Um, so yeah, that seems to really infuriate the history nerds. So yeah, I'll say it, Homer was a lady. Okay, but there was one Homer. All right. Uh, I don't. Eh, I'd like to think so. That would be. It's it's nice and convenient, isn't it? This one person giving us everything. We this this great Greek, uh, his, like epic cycle. Yeah, I like. There's to, a romance I, to it. I like to think so, and certainly the textual analysis feels a little more fun if uh, if I'm buying into the notion that it's one vision uh, tying these works together. But more seriously, let's talk about adapting the Trojan War to a Total War game. Uh, when I first heard this pitch, right, for, for them making this game, I had a couple reservations. One was Total War Britannia, frankly, kind of sucked. Uh, and so I haven't been super down with the Total War Saga motif to date. But my other one was I didn't completely see how you would go about making a Trojan War, uh, Total War, without basically just having to fabricate an entire context out of whole cloth where, like, uh, you know, somehow both, uh, you know, Agamemnon and Troy are tasked with conquering extensive swaths of Europe at this time. And basically you end up transforming what the entire story is and transforming the setting. I would say they've done that a little bit, but also it feels loose, loosely faithful uh, to the story we know. What approach has uh, Creative Assembly uh, Bucharest, right? Is that is that the studio name? Sophia. Uh, Sophia. Sophia. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what approach have they taken uh, with this one? It's kind of their whole thing is uh, like grounding the myth, right? So they're they're kind of treating it almost as history um but but they're they're throwing in in a way more fantastical elements than the iliad had 
they're kind of doing this collective like greek mythology um so you have like centaurs and you've got the gods and things like that but they're trying to then make them a little bit more believable you've if instead of having an actual minotaur it's a big burly boy with an axe and some exotic headwear um but for all intents and purposes it is actually the minotaur because he charges in he swings this unbelievably huge axe he terrifies people the abilities they display on the battlefield still have a, a fantastical element that's kind of evocative of Warhammer 2 and Three Kingdoms as well with the, the hero units, the warlords. Uh, but they've actually managed to do a surprisingly good job of just adapting the actual story of the Iliad. Uh, it's all about this kind of big move east to assault Troy that takes a decade um maybe a little bit longer maybe a little bit faster depends on how well you do depends on how quickly <laughs> you smash those walls down um but it's it is actually it has the momentum of uh, of an actual epic poem rather than uh, a, a total war sandbox it you start off initially you find out helen's been nicked the greeks are pissed off the trojans are gearing up to protect themselves but then you spend the next i don't know how many turns like 40 odd turns just building up your forces if you're on the trojan side of things you're looking for allies to protect yourself you're unifying the east against the west and if you're playing as achilles or menelaus or agamemnon in the west you are either swallowing all your greek chums up or confederating them so you can get a big old army and head east. It's really quite simple, but it that's kind of the whole deal with the, that's the overarching plot of the Iliad. If you strip down all the kind of divine meddling and heroic drama, but it actually has a bit of that as well, doesn't it? It's got the gods interfere in very annoying ways. You might be just gearing up to invade the Amazons and suddenly the city that you've you're like relying on for your troops has been burned down because Aphrodite told Zeus a rumor and he got pissed off and he chucked a <laughs> lightning bolt down and it destroyed everything and it's that's kind of annoying but at the same time you can use the gods to your advantage you make sacrifices you pick a favorite with, through prayer you level them up which is a ridiculous thing but I kind of love it um, and they give you stronger benefits and bonuses and you're kind of trying to keep them from screwing everything up for you, but also trying to get more power so you can go and fuck things up across the sea. And they're also it's, petty. It captures it. I like it. Yeah, but like I really I also really loved finding out how petty the gods were in this. So petty. <laughs> <laughs> like, just like I built a temple to Aphrodite and then five minutes later like Ares is like fuck you here's an earthquake and I was just like are you kidding me Poseidon's <laughs> the worst but it's kind of that's his whole deal like, I kept he's... waiting for Poseidon like I kept waiting for the game to end because <laughs> I'd hit end turn and then like the next thing that would pop up was like Poseidon has sent an earthquake to Troy shaking the foundations and I was just like dude you just did this like the past like every time for the past five turns like Leave some Troy for me. 
<laughs> He's got uh, a big grudge. This is more about Poseidon being really pissed off with the Trojans than anything else. It really is. I generally kept Poseidon. Like, if there was a god that I was trying to keep on my side, it was Poseidon because the uh, naval movement bonuses to having a decent uh, cult level with Poseidon were good. Like, uh, sailing is better, and there's less um, there's less attrition. Uh, when you're when you're sailing in, in open water, uh, so and just there's a the lot Greeks, of sailing. If you are doing a coasting voyage, uh, you're fine. Uh, no no attrition uh, in general. But if you like send a task force out into the blue water, they will start taking attrition damage uh, unless you're down with Poseidon. The other thing Poseidon loves to do is help you uh, speed a siege. Uh, through to the end and that is also pretty useful because this is a game where uh you'll be doing a lot of sieging and not just at the uh gates of troy dia one of the things let me frame it this way the other day i was talking to troy goodfellow and he said that he hated uh my review and fraser's review because we were like <laughs> this game's good and then we started just complaining and I has think he met us? That's three moves ahead. That's the whole show. <laughs> but I, but I think the the point that my my response to that was, at this point, I think a lot of us have a weird uh, psychodramatic relationship with the Total War series, where we're like, I can't like there. I can no longer look at these games in isolation. It's now just part of an ongoing conversation of like, oh man, I hate I hate this mechanic and it's back. And yeah, it's better than usual, but I still fucking hate it because I'm just sick of it. And I can't see these games uh, clearly anymore. And that is why I end up like fixating on weird uh, nits to pick rather than actually discussing like how this thing actually comes across and like how it hangs together. You're in the opposite boat, right? Like, you are not someone whose last 20 years have been defined by a relationship with the Total War series. Uh, where are you at with Total War? So it's really interesting because I had I had thought that I had played, like, um, one of the early Total Wars. Turns out I have never played a Total War in my life. I was thinking wow. of one of the Age of Empires, and it was just like, yeah, I played a Total War. No, hadn't. Never touched it. Um, just convinced myself that I had um, because I assumed I must because it's such a fucking dad game. And I was like, well, this is why my dad exists is to just um, <laughs> play Total War and, and games like it. And now he's got flight sim, but uh, never really, never really fucked with it. Um, so going into this was kind of a shock because I really, I had in my mind, I'm like, okay, yeah, it's a Total War. I've, I played one of these a while ago and um no, I hadn't, and no, I did not know what to expect. Um, and um, if you watch my first two hours, because I decided I'm like, screw it, let's let's do a let's play. Um, I started over a number of times because I had no idea what I was doing at first. Well, that is but that is totally play, war. Yeah, that's what I was doing as well. I mean, half of the yeah. game was just figuring out what faction I wanted to play as. <laughs> I knew yeah. I wanted to go with Agamemnon because I really appreciated the let's low-key model Brian Cox without actually, you know, <laughs> needing to get license, you know, clearance. They're all like that, though. I mean, how much oh, yeah. does Paris just straight up look like Orlando Bloom? Oh, yeah. 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 And then Helen is Queen Amidala uh, for some reason. 
it's it's very weird it's the opening cinematic is like uh oh no paris has stolen this mime from mime college the face that launched a thousand beauty blogs <laughs> yeah it's um it's a bit much uh but i am curious like so once you like went through those first couple hours and you have that learning curve did this game become intelligible to you? Because I think sometimes the thing I, I worry about with this series is it is increasingly relying on a on assumptions of like game logic that it has cultivated in its audience. Uh, it you know for for this type of total war game at least since Rome two, uh, if not generally sooner. And I'm curious how that scans if you're if you just haven't like completely bought into okay this is what a total war game is this is this model makes some sort of intuitive sense to me uh like was there anything in it that struck you as like a really fucking weird way to try to like model a concept hmm anything that struck me as a weird way to model a concept um i think the thing for me was getting into this game and finally kind of understanding my space in it and how to approach it was really about, was really about learning what I needed to ignore because it kept throwing so much information at me and so many different like systems and charts and things like that, that I was just like, do I, do I, do I need this? Do I care? Like, um, you know, every time I'd go to select, you know, to, to, to conscript new troops, they would bring up this whole little chart of like, this is their pluses and their minuses. And this one does like missile damage, you know, takes more missile damage. And what I found was it didn't really matter that much. Like I was just like, I don't need, I don't need to care about this. Um, you know, uh, like does food go up? Okay. Food goes up every turn. That's what I care about. Does food, you know, does, does stone go down every turn? Okay. I care about that. Oh, is my happiness like finding the little bits and pieces of information that the game was kind of throwing at me that mattered to how I was playing the game at least was a hundred percent the thing that was like my learning curve. Um, you know, and then figuring out that the Greeks really are just like this weird floppy roundabout mess, um, of floaty <laughs> weightless little ants. <laughs> <laughs> like I was just like, okay, sea monkeys go there, just do your thing. Like, okay, sea monkey group two, you go over here. Sea monkey group three, just just keep banging on that gate, just do it. They're all like that. Like I haven't even played the Achilles faction, and supposedly his myrmidons are like the fastest and like flightiest of the troops. And I was like playing as Agamemnon, and I was like, I don't know how much flightier I want to get uh, because I can't imagine it. These no. guys yeah. can't hold station to save their lives. Yeah, it's it's a major issue. I, I talked about it in my review, like the first like 50 or even like 75 turns, a lot of the battles feel like jousts, mm -hmm. like who, like mm -hmm. just whichever, like one, like they're going to the lines are going to crash into each other and one of them's going to break within 30 seconds, maybe a minute. And then that's going to be dudes in loincloths, right? Yeah, With little I know. And you expect them to be like, right, I'm going to stay here for four hours. It's going to be amazing. Yeah. And they die instantly. I well, love that. 
Just we'll murder see the ball in 15 seconds. Great, John. Next battle. Well, and, and like, and Total War Three Kingdoms has this a little bit too with like their cheap like G infantry or whatever, like the stock peasant warriors are or whatever. And I don't really like when Total War goes that direction. I like to have a little bit, I, I like to have my line be a little bit stickier so I have some more time to maneuver which you eventually do get there in Troy, like later on when you have like high tier military recruitment buildings and you actually have enough bronze that you can outfit like a full lineup of like heavy spearmen. Then you get to the point where it's like, okay, I can put these guys here and not have to worry about them too much while I maneuver on the flanks or I send my skirmishers through the tall grass or whatever. But yeah, those early battles, I just, I, I, I don't like that. I don't like that like, knife fight that's over in 30 seconds kind of uh pacing yeah from it's like progression turn, though from like Sorry, turn yeah, 15 to like turn 30 i basically just was just like auto resolve this i don't i don't like i did a couple i'm like okay i'll just auto resolve this i know you know yeah the skirmishers and the militia and my 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 slingers they're just gonna like flop around like weird fish and eventually some some little like wispy white lines will go left and right and then it'll be done um and i'll either win or i'll lose um and so finally i was just kind of like auto resolve but then like i was like okay now i've got got heavy spear shielded spearmen and shielded swordsmen and i've got some chariots all right let's let's really do this and it's on at least on the greek side the the it still felt really floppy. I was not happy with the shield spearman at all. I was like, I mean, first of all, why do both icons have shields, and one of them is shield <laughs> spearman, and what isn't? Like, what? Like, get a yeah. grip. Well, Agamemnon. yeah, because there's they they've done this really like counterintuitive thing where two handed spearmen are basically foot cavalry. Um, like they're they're meant to be used for char like rear and flanking charges and things like that, but then there's also two-handed spearmen with shields, which are kind of like melee cavalry in other Total War games versus shot cavalry. It's like, you just have to make yourself a cheat sheet to remember like what, are the, what <laughs> yeah. do all these unit types actually do? Uh, and that was, yeah. Yeah, that was, that was really the bizarre thing. I was like, okay, I've got like, I just like, I had my, Agamem my, my, my Agamemnon squad and I'm like, all right. Yeah. It's like, fucking wall of shielded spearmen we're gonna do this and then you know we'll put we'll put some some militia and some slingers up front we'll just send them on ahead just they'll get just chewed up and they'll you know harass people while these guys just form this ever encroaching death wall and then we've got like you know we've got like our swordsmen behind to like they'll clean up the mess okay and I'm like, okay, well, select them all, make your my little group, my perfect little line. My, we're all just nice and squared away and orderly, and it's very unusual for me because I'm a very chaotic person, as Rob knows, having played subterfuge with me. Um, and then the next thing I know, they're fucking all over the place. I'm like, why are my spearmen, half of my spearmen, they're running around in a fucking circle doing oh, god yeah. knows what and then the other half is just sitting there just like hey there's some other greeks over there what's going on <laughs> they're just look at those there's a greek yeah. over there. i know that guy he's my cousin hey it drives me nuts so first of all i think this is a problem with um i think it is it is come and gone uh in the total war series it is waxed and waned i think like rome one started to move toward this model where like units started getting really slippery and started like 
um, because each individual character was modeled, you no longer treated the formation as like a block and a shape that moved across the landscape. It was a bunch of little atomized actors who moved together loosely. But once you said like, go stab those dudes over there, it would just be a dead sprint to try and get them. And this game really is fully into that mold uh, in a way that like, I don't think Warhammer particularly has been. I don't think uh, Three Kingdoms necessarily was. Here, it's very like Rome or Rome 2, where you're like, okay, charge that enemy spear line. And the dudes who are nearest are like, cool, I'm gonna go do it. And they just take off and then everyone starts chasing behind them. And the line becomes like a long strung out like triangle. And what bugs me the most about the system, though, is Troy also wants to be a game that's all about formation station keeping and flanking bonuses and shit. And so you have battles that devolve into these scrums where units will be fighting somebody. They will rout your unit will try to chase those guys in that circle through a melee through units who are still fighting and just start like <laughs> losing for no good reason. Cause they're not properly engaged. But then in that scrum, you will start getting weird reports of like this unit is flanked and visually they do not look flanked, right? Like visually it's like, it looks like the front of their formation is properly engaged. Nobody is to the side. Nobody is behind. I don't see why they're being flanked. And meanwhile, you can have people who are like just wading up to their hips in like enemies in every direction. <laughs> and somehow they're not. They're not getting the, 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 the flank penalty or whatever. And it's not like eventually you start to feel your way through the system. But it did kind of bug me the way this game kept trying to be like, oh, you know, see, and uh, Bronze Age Warfare was all about uh, keeping station <laughs> and, uh, you know, holding holding the line with your comrades. And then the actual game is like, hey, see those guys over there? Let's fucking chase them. Uh, it, you know, it's like I'm trying to teach my dog to walk without trying to like rip my arm out of its socket uh, when, whenever a squirrel like has the insolence to come down a tree. Uh, and that is kind of how commanding, particularly the Greeks felt where it's like, no, what are you doing? I, I thought I, I thought we'd been over this. Yeah, like more than once I had skirmishers who were set on skirmish mode, just decide to like frontal charge right into the approaching enemy infantry. And I didn't give them an order to do that. I don't know what's going on on the code side. Did you do guard mode? Because guard mode no. and skirmish mode fucked things up and turned my oh, skirmishers into like. Yeah, they would be like, okay, we're in guard mode. So we're going to skirmish these guys, and then we're going to skirmish right up to them and get fucking ruined. Yeah, like I have a video of, if you watch my review uh, on, on IGN, the video version, I will show, it shows exactly what I'm talking about. They just randomly, without being given an order, charge directly into the enemy infantry line. I'm not clicking on anything and just get annihilated. And I have no idea... Like, th this didn't happen every battle, but it happened regularly enough that I was like, something is up here. <laughs> they, you know they seem to pull think... that shit? The Trojans. I, I mean, Hector is, I was going to say, the one exception, I think, to the you can't just have a line of spearmen that fight the way a line of spearmen are supposed to fight. Oh, man. Uh, Hector is like, yeah. that was Hector's my bread and butter where I was like, yeah, I'm just the greatest general of the Bronze Age because <laughs> stop me if you've heard this one before. 
row of shield spearmen up front. Yep. Archers behind. Uh-huh. And we just hang. It's like, wow, I wonder if this is going to catch on later. Is just yeah. you know, having this inexorable wall of spears. Uh, yeah. Seems like it might be a good tactic. Uh, for all these peccadillos of the system, uh, did people end up, like, gelling with the combat? Like, it, it has some weird logics, but did people get to a point where, like, the battles were more fun than auto-resolving and moving on? From the beginning, I thought they were great. It's going to be a Rome 2 show again, isn't it? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to put out this, this time, I did give it a slightly lower score than TJ, so I'm safe. Um, but the actual, uh, the combat, I, oh, I, I adored it. I mean, there are, yeah, there, it's, not, it's not perfect. There, the, um, the ease with which they run away is really frustrating. I didn't have too much problems with them being chased down because, you know, you just got to micromanage a bit more and actually i appreciated that i did have to engage with the battles a lot more than most total wars i'd say um not just because of the uh the ai or the units but the terrain as well the terrain is generally more varied even subtracting the the new terrain features like mud and sand and the uh tall grass i didn't give a shit about that stuff yeah i didn't either i was really into it when they were talking about it and i was like actually that doesn't come into play that much because the, the battles actual, don't like stay in terrain it's like again they move it so turns much out, yeah. and yeah they're way they're way too fluid i love the fluidity of those battles I, it's one of my favorite things about it is you're constantly having to make these micro adjustments but it does mean that you're not having these massive controlled pitched fights where you can take advantage of of these features but broadly, the maps are all just fantastic. Um, both aesthetically, some of the the most uh, appealing maps that uh, Creative Assembly has done, and tactically oh, yeah. as well. It, gone are like a lot. I think it's unfair that a lot of people still call Total War maps just flat and featureless. They used to be a lot more like that, but I think mm-hmm. that generally, for the last few Total Wars, they've been a lot more varied. But this is this is even more than that. It, they've gone the extra mile with this, and it's um, like they were very. I actually one of the things that I did wish uh, the, the battles went on for a little bit longer, so I could take more advantage of these really right. huge elaborate maps. Um, as much as I did love how brisk some of these fights were, I would have loved <laughs> a big long ass slog so I could just use all of these little tactical components uh, of these detailed battlefields. Um, but yeah, just I really had a great time with it like right from the start even when you have like shitty armorless peasants just dying in 10 seconds i adored it the it felt like ridiculous and it was actually like refreshing uh to have a a total war that was just like you know we're gonna throw out a bunch of stuff and it still works as a total war i think without the cavalry i mean as as tj mentioned there are several uh units that are kind of cavalry analogs but they're not nearly as quick they're not nearly as powerful as uh kind of regular mounted units in uh like heavy cavalry in previous total wars you still notice that they have changed the roster of troops um but i I think it's actually not to the detriment at all Uh, i wouldn't want every total war to be like you know what we're just going to get rid of one 
main series of units. We're going to have one with no infantry. We're going to have one with no archers. <laughs> <laughs> okay, maybe actually, let's just... Okay, maybe all the sagas should do that. That would be interesting. But I don't think that's the way to go. But I it like felt bold. Um, I was excited by uh, a total war that did make dramatic changes. And it's usually when it just kind of does the total war thing that, that Troy trips up like agents why fucking why <laughs> okay i love my priestess though eh i i could uh, i mean it's kind of okay because you can like you know you can attach them to your army and they have these like they're not just milling around the map but eventually by the end of the game they're just 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 too many and it slows things down oh and they God. sort of suck and you're not engaging with anything you're just seeing them move around there's not much you can do apart from waste your agent's turn getting rid of this fucking agent and you check want to get check back every, to the battle check every turn to see if they can do a ritual or something to yeah. make apollo oh happy yeah. and then and then it's like oh you haven't moved this agent around enough so they're uh-huh. sitting duck and <laughs> they'd love to get assassinated and i'm like uh. So I just got to send these little assholes on like circuits of my empire <laughs> to do rituals. And like, that's how I keep them big and buff. I really would love to know actually what Dia makes off agents because I, we're all total war veterans and fucking hate them. Uh, and for the last few games, they have either been like completely removed or massively overhauled. I might kind of uh, like these agents. I'll just say that. But, but oh, Dia, what do, what do you make yes. of them? So the only one that I truly loved um, I loved, I, 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 I had, I got one priestess and I only ever did the one. Um, they kept being like, you should, you can have more agents. And I'm like, but I've got this one and she's great. Um, <laughs> and I just, I just, every turn, like it would pop up, like, you know, the little, like, here are the things you need, you, you can still do before you end your turn. Don't forget. And I was like, move your priestess. And I was just like, okay. Um, oh, you can go to that town. Um, all right, sure. I'm going to send you over to that town and just make them all miserable. And I fucking loved that so much. I just had this one, this one chick that was just her whole deal in life was going from town to town, just making everyone fucking miserable. And she's going in, she's just like, you know, and like, they're all like, no bummers. And she's just like, bummers, y'all. Bummers. (laughs) So I think they do something smart. They do a couple things that I like. Uh, one is that there there is such a ridiculous character development tree where like every level is just like this or that, this or that. Everything's binaries. Like, do you want a good assassin or you want a good poisoner? And I'm like, yes. But if I have to choose, uh, I guess it's more important to kill other assa- other agents. Uh, but so that they every agent you're not selling them very well, Rob. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but it's, it's a lot of fun buttons to click. It's like, what do I need in this moment? Here's, here's what it does. You recruit an agent and very quickly, the game makes it so that you don't have the classic agent problem of level one agents don't do shit. And this was always the worst part of the agent system because at level one, they were totally useless at like level 10. They were basically unstoppable but then they're boring to use for those early levels, so you ignored them. The AI wouldn't, and it would have like level 10 agents, and then you could never catch up. Like your agents were just dropping like flies. 
uh, because the other agents were so good. Here, this game is like, here are multiple different avenues to making so that you can recruit a high-level agent out of the gate. Uh, you know, if you recruit them in a place with the right building or the right level, that's a bunch of bonus levels. Are you tight with their god? That's more bonus levels. Uh, and so you have the situation where you're like, um, you see an immediate need, you recruit an agent, you can spec out that agent to answer that need, and you don't have to sweat it. You're not doing that thing where you're like, okay, well, I'm only going to have one good agent for this entire game, so what are the most boring, like, universally applicable skills I can choose? Instead, I'm like, ooh, there's a lot of dudes here on uh, Mitalini. I, um, I need to poison her. I'm just going to poison their well, like, a lot. And so I just recruit a spy, and they go off and, like, poison the shit out of their troops, and then the mighty Achaean host... Uh, is suddenly all like dying of dysentery and plague on uh, off, off the coast of Asia Minor. And that's cool. Like that agent isn't going to be great at other things, but they're, they're hella good at poisoning wells, and that's all I need right now. Uh, so I think that's actually an okay... It is, it is a better implementation of the agency system than I've generally seen before. I do think like it's, a, it's fun to use... There are way too many, uh, the priestesses, I think, are the worst example of this. There's, there are way too many um, chores that some of the agent classes require. And then watching that all play out over the AI turn sucks. Like, every time you get a notification that, like, there have been 50, you know, rituals of ruination performed against your settlements. I'm like, I don't <laughs> care. Welcome. I don't care. <laughs> And the fact that yeah. you can just ignore that, right? It's like, yeah. it, you just completely ignore that for the whole campaign. And I think there's something fundamentally wrong with this, like, elaborate system that just doesn't matter at yeah. all. Yeah, and it's just... It's always, like, a, a weird die roll, and, like, that. I just don't feel like that's ever fit with the rest of Total War. Like, the rest of the design logic of Total War... It's just like, okay, I'm going to roll a D100 and then maybe something will happen and maybe it won't. Like, I, I've I've never liked that part of the agent system. Like, maybe if they had some kind of, like, a mana resource or something, so I'm spending resources to make an effect instead of just doing it for... Well, it's not for free. You still have to yeah. pay pay for it, but, like... we The, the Three Kingdoms system <sighs> was just better. It was just send was. people on special assignments that provide yeah. bonuses, and don't interact with it for ten turns at a crack. Um, yeah. That was, that was better. That Even, was honestly, play. Thrones of Britannia, which kind of just got rid of it and just gave yes. it to, like, leaders. Like, yeah. I, I know, like, we were ragging on Thrones before, but it did agents better by not It did agents, agents better by not doing them, yes. <laughs> exactly. I 100% agree, yeah. Uh... <laughs> I guess that is my problem. My thing with the agents was that, like, I hated having to just, like, move my priestess. Like... Feels like housekeeping, doesn't it? Just, like, It, it, it really, like, I was just kind of like, you know, I'm like, why can't I just, you know, go to a menu? Because there's lots of menus. We could have added yes. another menu. <laughs> yeah. Just just give me another fucking menu where I just say, hey, priestess, go over to, you know, uh, Tyrannus and, like, just mess their shit up for five turns. 
and eventually I'm going to steamroll my army in there and they'll be all fucked up because you've been there for five turns, just like freaking them out. And then we'll just clean them up. Yeah. Yeah. And like, it, it isn't fun doing the thing where you're like, I have to match the priestess to the settlement with the right type of temple so I can get the right type of God favor. Like, oh, I didn't give a like, shit about that. that Poseidon <laughs> temple. I don't. Yeah. Like that was like, I guess uh, that was one of my things. I liked the agents because I stopped caring about the mechanical layer entirely. <laughs> and it was just became pure narrative for me. You've got these uh, epic agents as well, which is a new thing, but kind of pointless. Yeah. It's like you, it's a super powerful agent, but you get to use them once. And I, the first time I got one, I was like, "Wow, this is this is actually quite powerful. I'm gonna enjoy using this." Not realizing <laughs> it was a one and done. Yeah. And it's like your Gorgon is just fucked off back to her cave, and I'm like, "Seriously, <laughs> we're just getting started. Come oh, back." Why'd I waste him on and that neutral like, that farming village? <laughs> I'm just done. I didn't get. I didn't use a single epic agent after that. I just. Gorgon like, oh, had to go so get much. ready for the next Suicide Squad movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I also I love that the satyr is just kind of like a portly, hairy, like dad friend. <laughs> yeah. Like he's in a band, like and he's gonna come and cheer up your people for a little bit. Uh, I really, that was pretty, I really yeah. did love that about this game because yeah. there's this whole like the aesthetic of this game actually really I really appreciated it. Because there's this whole vibe, and I, I know I've, I've talked Rob's head off about this, um, but it really has this vibe of the kind of nondescript Mediterranean, but vaguely more Greek than anything else, like strip mall restaurant that's really good. Like, it's actually a really good <laughs> restaurant, but you wouldn't know it just by looking at it. And like, yeah, okay, their Greek salad is like a bunch of chopped up iceberg <laughs> with like a sad piece of like two wet feta and two really smushy Kalamata olives on it. But like, you're really happy. And they've got the travel brochures that are like, you know, the Pirello tours of Italy, but for like the Mediterranean. And like, that is the aesthetic of this game. And I fucking love it. And like, I love that, like the first time I got the, like the centaur warriors or whatever the fuck. And it was just like, these are just these are just big gay bears on horseback. This is <laughs> That's fucking great. Every mythological unit is just a big hairy dude. And I love, I love that. It. I fucking love it. Uh, and I love the like, oh, here's a, like the sky is basically kind of like this weird terracotta pot. And like everything kind of has this like, um, like the brochure, like the travel brochure that's like been sitting in that, like the vestibule. Where like they've got the the little like you know the coin capsule machines and like you know maybe like you know a stand of like uh, real estate listings and then you know they've got the 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 tourist you know travel brochure and like the sign up for the come visit the timeshares. Um, I am very vividly describing this one restaurant in Richmond, Virginia, right now <laughs> called the Crazy Greek. See, the weird thing is you're also pretty accurately describing like the Parthenon in Chicago. Uh, <laughs> right. So yeah, no, I <laughs> like. Get, I hate it that you're right. Uh, right, because... and like, that's the aesthetic of this game. And I, 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 there's part of me that really loves it, but there's also part of me that's deeply sad. They just completely didn't invest in it. Um, like they, they go, they, you know, they give you so much. You know, we get the fucking goofy ass Homer as the advisor, and his tutorial fucking sucks. Homer may be a great poet, but he's a lousy fucking tutorialist. Um, <laughs> And like, then there's 
you know, you get the you get the, the the little terracotta, you know, black figure painting, you know, interludes for everything. I fucking love it. It's great. Give me more of that. Give yeah, me the entire like, game as that. The hypersaturated, like bluest blue water, like yeah. most golden shore. I was thinking, ah, yes, this is like I was like, yes, it does feel heightened in a way that is appropriate to legend, but it is also heightened in the way that the fading travel poster of Greece. Uh, outside the washroom in a Greek restaurant, it's also heightened. One hundred percent. This could be you. Uh, the the Peloponnesian yeah. coast in nineteen seventy. This is really yep. making me reassess the beautiful, uh, like black figure pottery sky boxes, which I was thinking were stunning, but now you just kind of look like wallpaper in a really well, tacky Greek. Oh restaurant. no, that's I they, they are can, stunning. And yeah, stunning they can be because of that. <laughs> yeah, they can be stunning and kitschy at the same time. Like that's the and thing. I I yeah. think this this actually this does the kitsch really well. I just wish yeah. they did so much more of it. Yeah, no, I I love the aesthetics pretty much top to bottom of of this the entire game. The campaign map is amazing. The lighting is great, especially if you get into a battle at like right at like dawn or dusk, uh, which thankfully they took out the like timer that tells you like what month and year it is, <laughs> because that was one of my biggest issues of Thrones of Britannia is like, OK, you're telling me it takes six years to march from like York to Dover. <laughs> so that's basically they're just like we're not gonna do we're not gonna do an actual calendar date. It's okay, just you're you... on turn forty five. So, part of my deal was uh -huh. um, Agamemnon. So, when I first started the game, like the right away, Homer was just like Agamemnon. There's this asshole over in Tyrannus, and you need to fuck him up. And I was like, <laughs> okay, like cool. That's my that, that's you know I'm doing the, the I'm doing the tutorial. I'm sure like okay. Like, I'm going to go and fuck this guy up. So I grab my little Agamemnon guy. I'm like, oh, okay, you got some troops. You're all set. Let's just go click on this <clears> town, <throat> this, this one town, and go to war. This is total war. This is the game. And so this is this is my first, like, you know, God, like 15 minutes in the game. I initiate war against the capital city and, like, the main hero of this, this you know, other nation. And... um. So a couple things. One, I did not realize that um, the Agamemnon is like a hero unit in the kind of Musso sense in that he really should <laughs> yeah. be in the squad fucking shit up. Yeah. Um, I was like, no, he's he's the general. We got to keep him back in the behind the line, keep him safe, because if he dies, then it's all over. Um, these other guys are expendable. No, I didn't realize that. So I was like, he. I had him way the fuck back. And I just grabbed all my dudes and I was just like, rush the fucking gate, men. Let's do it. And so they all have these spearmen and militiamen and javeliners. And like, I'm like, if you guys are up against the walls, they can't hit you. Like they're shoot, they're shooting past you. Just everyone get up on oh, the door. Dia, Dia has stumbled across the advice given to soldiers in World War One and World War Two, where it's like. You know, if you come under heavy artillery fire, just keep advancing because eventually right. they won't want to shoot into their own guys. So don't get scared. Charge. That was 100% my rationale here. I'm like, I'm watching this, the, the javeliners, and I'm like, well, like, like, look, no, I'm seeing, I know trigonometry enough to know that they're not hitting anyone, right? You know, in this area. Just go for it, guys. So I push everyone against the fucking wall. And like, they're all just like, 
I'm like, you know, clicking on the the door frantically. I'm like just clicking on the gate. It's like, come on, everyone, just, everyone just attack. Just keep attacking. And they're all bunched up in one little corner in this wedge, this blobby wedge. And the next thing I know, there's these squads of like reinforcement spearmen and javeliners that just come up from behind them. First, they like start attacking Agamemnon. And I'm like, well, fuck Agamemnon. You got to get the fuck out of here, bro. You can't die. You're a fucking general. So I just kind of, have him run off to nowhere, and then, <laughs> that's very Agamemnon. Yeah, I, yeah. Just, I was like, just, yeah. just, just, just go, just go left. They're coming from the right. Just go left, bro. And meanwhile, these other guys, I'm like, they're gonna break through the door. Don't worry, Agamemnon. They got this. You just go over there and hide in the wood in this, this, this shrubbery. It's very nice shrubbery. There's probably some grapes or some dates or something you can eat over there. It'll be fine. <laughs> You know, just I'm sure you got some like, you know, resonated wine with you. Just have a foot party with yourself. All right. These guys are going to break through the door. They never fucking break through the door. No, because the javeliners all just kind of come up and just start just annihilating them. And they start freaking out. And they're like, I'm going to run to the shoreline. And I'm like, why the fuck are you going to run to the shoreline? There's, you're running right into those guys that are throwing javelins at you. And guess what? Right behind those javeliners are a bunch of spearmen. And so they're just like slaughtering my dudes. And it is the best thing. Like, <laughs> I fucking love this game, Rob. <laughs> Holy shit. And then like my second battle, like I, I fucking wrecked them. Like I fucking, oh, oh, wait, I forgot my story. Shit. Fuck. Okay. Hold on. So <laughs> my point is that initial run ended there because of course it was a complete and total devastating route. Um, our siege went nowhere. Um, and I was like, fuck these guys, fuck these guys and fuck Homer for telling me that that was what I was supposed to do. Um, <laughs> instead of telling me like the real shit that was like, no, hang around, build up your cities, build up your units, build a real army and then go fuck those guys. So, I spent like my next kind of like my 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 game that was the current one that I'm that I'm going through. Um, I spent thirty turns building up my nation, and I just consolidated power and I took over every fucking neutral town. I took over my brothers. I just laid waste to the world until I had so many resources and like, advancements and technology that I was a fucking military god <laughs> and i just stacked agamemnon not like any of my other generals i was like i could build these other units out i've got closer units no no agamemnon right in the capital i was just like buddy we're in, we are we are loading you up and then we're gonna spend the next seven turns <clears throat> walking our way we're not gonna go by boat no i, I couldn't figure that out that's that's complicated i gotta like click on the ocean to get you to go to the ocean for some reason you don't just automatically use it no no mm -mm, not doing that so we're just gonna walk we are gonna walk all the way over to the last remaining city that this one fuckface has and we are going to destroy him and it was the most fun i've had in video games in five years <laughs> Welcome because we, did. we spent war. seven, we spent seven <laughs> turns walking that all that distance, and like there was like some neutral asshole, and like some kind of rebellion happened, and I was like, "Fuck you! You're wasting my time. I'm gonna kill you. Don't don't rebel." 
I've given you nice things. I built you a temple. I made a circus happen. And like, fuck off. I am Agamemnon and I do not have time for this shit. I have a score to settle from a lifetime that you don't even know. <laughs> this is I, feel so I marched my, after I marched my bros all the way over there and then we just fucking wrecked that town i had like 20 units he had like six i was like well, fuck off like Agamemnon, i love this fucking war god is here no i um, mean i love this because what you're describing is what i felt when i first got into the total war series like freaking how long i mean that was 2000 was was that when the original shogun came out yeah like, like 2001 so, yeah, it's almost 20 years now. And it's like, yeah, no, I, like, I agree with Fraser. Like, this is making me wish that I hadn't lost that, like, childlike sense of joy of, you know, because I've played these games for so many hundreds of hours that I think I lose sight of the kind of stories you're talking about sometimes. And, and you know, I, I want to get back to that. That's The last that's, time yeah. The last time I had this much fun was when I yeah. played Civ Five. And that yeah. was my first Civ since Civ 2, which was my first yeah. Civ. Um, and I was just like, Theodora is hot, and she is the <laughs> Empress of Byzantium. Of course. Also, I can name my religion. Okay, guess what? Our religion is Safism, and I am going to get the religious <laughs> victory. And I nice. made the entire fucking world lesbians. And... <laughs> And that was like the most fun I'd had in a strategy game in like basically forever. And so this was just like just this Agamemnon's grudge against this like bullshit Delian League nobody. I was just like, I don't even I I could not even recall these dudes. I was just like, I was like, I basically majored in this and I have no fucking clue who you are, bro. You are not important. Guess what? I am mopping you up. If you were somebody, so I, I would all have this tiny little island and I wrecked his ass quiz. and it was so good. Yeah, I do feel like I wish these heroic characters, their personalities and backstories and the ludicrous nature of their lives was more overt. Like when I clashed with Ajax, I just killed Ajax. That was it. Ajax was done. There is no, yeah, no he's getting fair. He's just, getting a DLC, though. He yeah. is getting a DLC, but there was no like... There was no emotional component there, there because you don't develop relationships with any characters in the way you do in Three Kingdoms. And it feels like a massive missed opportunity because the Iliad and even more so the uh, Homeric expanded universe is full of these weird relationships <laughs> and characters. And they're all like bizarre eccentrics that end up killing themselves or being killed in really stupid ways, just constantly falling over each other and embarrassing themselves. I, I wish there was more of that sort of almost pantomime feel to Troy. Um, they, they actually felt really subdued and and it was the same in in actual combat uh they are obviously so much stronger than your your average unit um but i was kind of bored commanding them like they I, have their buffs and everything and they can challenge people which is basically like 3k jewels but not you know not completely like you can pull them out without suffering any penalties um i just found them quite pedestrian and I actually wanted to get back to the um, the regular units and controlling them and just leaving the the heroes to do their thing. Yeah, There's... if I if I hadn't like fully taken on the mindset of Agamemnon, <laughs> uh, and like I told Rob this, like there were two things that I wanted for this game. Like I did, and I I I fully attest. 
I spent the first 45 minutes of having this game installed looking for a big head mod. <laughs> because I watched, like, you get the opening cinematic, and then it kind of gives you the flyover of, like, you know, the map. And there's, like, and everyone's tall and big. Like, there's, like, kind of big standing next to their cities, and they're, like, having their little, like, you know, oh, you shouldn't have done that, brother. And it's like, fuck you. I love Helen. And it's just, like, Agamemnon's like, I'm Agamemnon. Uh, I also love that every time you fucking click on Agamemnon, he's like, Agamemnon. Oh, God. <laughs> it's, it's like a Pokemon. It's you so click good. on him, he yeah. says his name. Yeah. <laughs> Just yeah. she's gonna forget. But I was like, no, I was like, I, I really, I want an ag- I want, I want a big head mode, <laughs> um, because it would give me some more. Because like, I can remember, like your your hero units really just kind of disappear into your squads. Like once you get them in there, like they don't really have any kind of real personality on in the combat mode at all. And then like, you kind of have to imbue it in like the 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 kind of the rest of the campaign map mode. Um, but I also, then I was just kind of like halfway through it. I was just like, just make this a Musou game. And like. <laughs> DF3 look, Kingdoms is waiting for you. That's, like, I know, yeah. I know yeah. that Warriors Legends of Troy exists. Um, yeah, AKA Troy Musou in Japan. Um, and it's okay. But like, I really wanted a Total War Saga. I wanted like, I wanted the like mentality of the Musou games brought over into this so desperately because i loved so much what i was bringing to the table i wanted the game to bring that back at me yeah and you like, gotta you gotta play three kingdoms yeah uh, yeah well, you'll, i guess you'll that's, like that's, that's that's my fucking you know weekend now yeah no, it's I, just wild how that model is so perfect for troy right and was not used yeah i mean um, it is a it's it is a little bit i feel like i mean with with paris and hector they have kind of their thing going on yeah, but they don't really do they. They compete, but they don't actually compete, do they? I mean, they kind, you know, like, well, they not kind in the sort of, of narrative sense. Like, they kind it, of do. Like, I don't know if you 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 have those little buttons where you can like discredit your brother, mm-hmm. which requires you to do certain things. Like as Hector, I was always using the pull rank, which just requires him to be a higher level than Paris, and then you just go march over to Paris, and you're like, "Hey, punk." You, you want some of this? And then he's like, no. And then <laughs> you get favor from that, which I thought was kind of funny. So this this brings up yeah. something that Rob and I talked about. Yeah. Uh, and one thing that I really loved was, because um, I, I really, I mostly just played as Menelik, or as Agamemnon. Um, and then I briefly ducked over to try Troy out, because Rob had mentioned that like their spearmen actually feel like actual yeah. lines of spearmen. Um, but... I kept having this like this relationship with these other heroes. Like Menelaus kept hitting me up for like twenty bucks. Yeah, every couple they do of turns. That all the time. And it's so annoying. I see. I loved it. I was just like, it was <laughs> That's extremely so great. Menelaus. Yeah, and like one of the things that like we were going to talk about is basically is that like basically nationalism is just like you know, but he's your brother. Yeah. Yeah. And. Just, <laughs> And just like, you know, like it was just like my brother was just like, fuck you. I'm ending our non-aggression pact, bro. Dickweed. Well, and then I was I, just like, okay, dickweed, I'm gonna take this mining village that you've got. Yeah. And then Man- he's just like, bro, come on, bro. We're bros. Well, Peace. The, no, Menelaus, yeah, Menelaus on the campaign map is constantly like, okay, listen, I want you to hear me out before you say anything. I've gotten myself into a predicament. <laughs> Like that's that's basically what he was to me. My like, Middle East kept running yeah. out of food. 
Yeah. And I so. was just like, I was like, he's like, it's like, hey, hey, we're bros, right? You could like, okay, can you buy me a pizza? But hold on, the so this touches on a thing that I really like about this game, which is that the resource allocation is fucking merciless. Like, it is not, it does not seem evenly scattered across the map where it's like there's always plentiful food nearby if you just expand in one direction, mines are like there are places where like you'll go and it's like oh yeah you'll have tons of like bronze and wood but there's no food here and yeah. so you'll have to come up with that somewhere else and so one of the real tensions it. it's sorry go ahead bro yeah so i was just gonna say, like one of the real tensions in this game like here's the one element in which i'm ambivalent about it which is it forced me into a lot of like diplomatic micromanagement where i was constantly like I will give you 300 gold. Will you give me 3,000 food? How about 2,800? Okay, 2,750. 2,650. Okay, great. Done. Uh, that isn't necessarily, like, so fun, but I did like this this feeling I had of of it was kind of feast or famine, and as my army began to expand because I was facing more and more threats from more directions, you start getting massive penalties for fielding more armies, right? Like, uh, it just, like, it doesn't scale. And so one army, it's, like, perfectly efficient. As you add more armies, your upkeep costs begin just soaring across the board, and it can choke your economy. But you still need to do it because... You got a lot of enemies and you got a lot of ground to cover. And so for me, like a thing that defined a lot of my games was basically using every single system I could to stay ahead of like the crushing weight of my unit upkeep, usually food, sometimes bronze. Once I started getting into more advanced units who needed like upkeep on their equipment, but I was constantly like a huge part of the game started to turn into me running around to my really close allies and being like, Hey, um, I'm so hungry, man. Like <laughs> my, like uh, my armies are out there being the shield of, of Troy. And <laughs> You're benefiting from that. I just need a little nibble. I just need a little snack. Uh, and then to enemies, I would be like, obviously, I'm a much more powerful nation. Uh, and I could crush you at any time, even though I show no indication of being capable of actually doing that in truth. But you seem like you want peace. How about you buy peace for the price of a shopping cart full of food? Uh, and then to the neutrals, I'm like constantly playing that game of like, <laughs> hey, you value uh, stone really highly right now because you don't have any um, and you got a lot of food and you don't care about that. So let's do a deal on those terms. And that turned to a lot of my game. But the cool thing was, one, it did make it feel like there was a diplomatic economy going on in the background. And two it did start forcing me into um, a lot of other total war games. I can sort of scale my way out of trouble where like, if I just sort of hold the line for a while, I can upgrade settlements and like basically punch way above my weight because like my homeland is so productive that now I can expand a little more uh, coherently here. I definitely found myself in Troy, no matter who I was playing sometimes picking fights because I really just needed the resources and like, could I afford another front? No, 
But could huh. I afford to not take the two food settlements that were, you know, out there for me to, for me to get? Also, no. No, because your you brother think- just put in a fucking outdoor pool, and fuck him, <laughs> you are behind in your, you know, so, like car payments. So, Rob, do you think maybe you're just bad at the game? I'm with TJ on this. Because <laughs> I feel like Rob, I always sorry. had, like, infinite resource. By, like, yeah, turn 50, I had, I'm like, 400,000 food in the bank. It was like, I need bronze? All right, I'm just going to trade half my food away for, like, 10,000 bronze. Who are you playing? I was just... Everyone, uh, Rob. Everyone. Odysseus no, is Odysseus is particularly <laughs> bad with it because he gets he gets so much food. He's constantly out of, out of wood and having to trade for wood. But that like western like epirote part of the map is so rich in food that like I never had a problem with it. But even as Hector, I was like, yeah, I, I mean, I didn't run that many armies. I usually had three, maybe four armies going at a time. Um, so you know, I could have had more armies. Hector, I got I fucked because I kept getting gifted new generals and yeah. I should have just ah, dismissed yeah. them. Um, but instead I was like, this guy's really good. Yes, he's got depression uh, <laughs> and he's doubled my upkeep, but like he is really good and as soon as we can cure that ennui uh, that's afflicting him, I think he'll be a real asset to the team. So <laughs> that, was, that was part of it, but uh, also like the issue I was running into, so the way I began solving that problem of like having more fronts than I could handle with just field armies, this is also the rare total war game where I really did get rewarded for investing into fortifications. Um, it was yeah. way more cost effective. Usually in total war games, I'm like, I don't need walls. My spearmen are my walls. That's that's the approach I would take, right? If I can't win in the field, then I'm going to be fucked anyway. Uh, here, this was a game where very much securing a front with like chains of fortifications was the pro move uh, to keep from needing to like have all these stationed armies around the map. That's because fighting fortifications fucking sucks. Yeah, <laughs> I mean the sieges. The, yeah, the sieges are brutal because I mean you you can get ta- like towers in the very late game, but for most of the time you're gonna be. Either using a ram, uh, which takes a long time. You can or have giants. Like, yeah, you can have like your your minotaur <laughs> knock the gate down, which is kind of silly. I do like, love the idea that these kind of they're quite big. Yeah, and, and they've got hairy backs, and you just uh-huh. see them charging up, and they're like, yeah, yeah. they can smash down these it's gates. Ju- with he's their just big basically uh, Jack Nicholson in The Shining, just knocking <laughs> the gate down with his axe, like. Um, or you can use ladders, which unless you have very high tier assault troops, you're probably going to take like 75% casualties. So it models the fact that walls were pretty good in the Bronze Age. And, you know, they don't create fun battles. Like, it just felt like there was... Yeah. And because, as we talked about earlier, the fluidity and the kind of the momentum of the combat, everything kind of scattering and moving around, that just doesn't work when you're besieging a fortress. Um, it's just a big mess. I, I, like, you have to, uh, do the Troy, uh, siege. You, it's the only one I think you can auto-resolve. But, um, pretty much every other one, if I could do it, I auto-resolve them. And I did that just by starving them out. Yeah. It, it slowed everything down, but I'm like, I would rather waste a few turns than do a bloody siege, because they are so boring. Yeah. So that was one thing that that did strike me and I don't know how 
much of the total war experiences. But I felt like I was really heavily invested in slapping that end turn button. Um, because a lot of times, like, it was just like, yeah, end turn. Okay, uh-huh, yeah, end turn. Okay, yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh. Okay, yeah, you can move over there. Fine, sure, end turn. Um, oh, I can upgrade this building. Okay, fine, end turn. Um, but it there definitely, like, got to, like, periods where there were stretches where it just felt like there really wasn't anything to do or things were too far away and no one was really doing anything or fighting with me. I wasn't at war. And it was just like, end turn, get me my like next round of resources so I can do something. Um, I recommend. I don't think Crater particularly bad for it, but it's like it, it, there are moments, especially near the end. One of the, um, is it the Homeric and um, victory or um, yeah. where like, even if you've taken Troy and you've defeated all like um, Hector, Paris, you've like united everyone. If you don't have um, everyone like Achaean at 60%, this influence stat that is one of the other stats that you can completely ignore for the rest of the game because it just doesn't really matter. Um, but you get then and suddenly if you've not kept your influence up, you're just going to have to wait you're just going to have to wait until that number goes up and then you've won the game. And it's so deflating because mm -hmm. you've already done the big challenging thing. You've won the war. The game should just be over. It shouldn't be like That's end just turn, what end turn, thought. end turn. <laughs> or or it's like, you okay, you took Troy, but uh, you still have like several missions that are supposed to build up to taking Troy oh, yes. that you have to do. So it's like, okay, I guess this is the Odyssey now. Because I'm playing as Odysseus and I already took Troy, but now I have to sail around to a bunch of random islands to finish my, <laughs> my epic my, mission. My big joke was just like yeah. Odysseus slapping the end turn button and praying yeah. that this time, you know, he doesn't get <laughs> cucked by a hundred guys. <laughs> uh, did anyone's yeah. uh, antagonist do shit? Oh no! What no. a waste! Oh, I got the Amazons, such a bummer. and I was I was excited because I actually I didn't know anything about the antagonist thing. I was this was like a brilliant surprise. <laughs> Neither does the AI. I know. So it's like I got this notification that's like, oh, watch out, motherfucker! The Amazons <laughs> are coming for you. They're all riled up. They're looking for a new home. They're looking for a new home. They've got the biggest fucking empire in the game at this point, but they're wanting my home, and they're gonna destroy. They're gonna sack all of my settlements. Conquer them, you're fucked, mate. You're done. Well, look, Thirty you know turns later, I've difficult. never even met an Amazon. You could see them sailing around the sea, having a lovely time, not not getting ready for a war <laughs> at all. And it would give you updates, but the updates would just be like, "Oh, they're you're coming in for it now, mate. They're coming." Uh, I just got so sick of it. I went over, wiped them out. <laughs> I I think this is another manifestation of strategy developers not QA testing the late game at all. <laughs> <laughs> like well, it's it's yeah. in, it's just inconsistent because there were times yeah. so when the Achaeans came for me as Hector um they showed up in force like I was like okay this this is a fucking invasion because they were showing up with like multiple stacks basically across the Aegean and they like just rolled across the map and this is this is one reason I ended up with so many fucking armies is because they were landing in the north uh like in the Bosporus they 
were landing on Mytilene and they were landing, uh, you know, near Troy itself and starting to work their way into the interior of Asia Minor. It was all going off all at once. And I had like multiple armies to confront in multiple places. And I needed to engage like while they were sieging towns, I needed to rush over there while there was a garrison to help uh, like bolster my numbers for the attack. Okay, whatever. It was impressive. I was like, the Greeks brought it. Like, this feels like uh, what Agamemnon's invasion should feel like. And there were other places where the AI did seem to do a decent job of like, hey, I should land on this undefended coast and march my troops down and siege the city and take it while your back is turned. All to the good. Great. Um, but it was inconsistent. Like... They're also like once those initial waves were spent, uh, the Greeks just kind of couldn't get their shit together anymore. Uh, they would send like really small armies across, but like not get a lot done. And so I think this is the reason like when Achilles was my was my uh, nemesis, uh, my antagonist, it's like, yeah, but there's so much water. And he just like there was nothing to do because they had by that point lost all their um, like forward operating bases and so it's just a weird thing where like in places the ai really did seem to get if i want to go attack troy and i'm in greece i should land at a bunch of these little islands in between and start like hopping from the from place to place and then at other times the game just didn't seem to understand those concepts at all and it turned into a lot of puttering around the water uh, sailing one direction, reversing the next turn, and just not getting a lot done. Are so you saying the AI is I... me? <laughs> yes. It was, like... it was playing Julia's <laughs> game of subterfuge. When I was Agamemnon, um, I was mates with uh, Achilles, and he was really effective. It was kind of dispiriting for me, because I was, like, preparing, getting rich, sorting out my troops... Achilles is already assaulting Troy. And I'm like, fuck it out, mate. He didn't do it the first time, but he kept at it. And he just conquered vast ways of territory before I got there. He couldn't, you know, clinch the deal. Poor Achilles. But it was like he was an effective commander. The AI can be um, competent uh, and sometimes do things better than I would uh, because I was just mucking around trying to get rich uh, and dealing with annoying Greeks asking for more bronze. Uh, but yeah, as uh, like when it came to the Amazons and as an adversary, I think one of the problems with them that was the first one, the first ad, um, adversary I had. It was our antagonist, and we just didn't really have much of a relationship. Like apparently, I'd really pissed them off, but the only experience I'd had of them was them being like, "Can you give me wood?" and me saying, "I don't know you." No. <laughs> and that was it and it just i did and over the course of years this happened they just got so furious they're like this fucker's never given us wood we are gonna destroy him and they did not all they wanted was the fucking trees yeah well <laughs> it was they were my trees agamemnon's trees i carved my initials in dude them. look agamemnon's got so many fucking trees okay look <laughs> i never had a wood problem with as agamemnon no <laughs> That's, you know, that's why, because you're not giving them to pesky animals. No, because I kept having to give them to Menelaus, because he's like, I don't have any trees, I got all this food, I don't have any trees, bro. Bro, get me some trees, I'm still bro. standing, I'm still shaken that nobody else had resource problems. Meanwhile, oh, my no, no, entire... I, I totally did. I okay. totally had resource problems. I tried to interject then and defend you. Uh, I'll do it now. 
Um, <laughs> yeah, I fucking had resource problems. Are you kidding me? I was constantly like being like, Odysseus, I know you got some fucking stone that you can spare me. You want 3,000 like pizza rolls? Have 3,000 pizza rolls, bro. Just give me, I just need, I just need 50 stone to cover this next turn's upkeep, man. Just 50 yeah. stones. I promise you, Mind I'll you, get my shit together next turn. That worked pretty well for me because the weird thing was, like, I was able to extort, like, tens of thousands of food per turn from people. And yeah. so I was starting to, like, I started to snowball really quickly because I had all these armies. I was, like, everywhere at once, um, which was cool, but... The flip side, so it's this weird thing of like, and I think this is why it kind of ended up being a surprisingly good game about ancient warfare in some ways, because my entire model started to turn into, I have this massive army that I cannot afford to sustain unless I continue to conquer people with it and like terrorize them until they just like give me their money. Uh -huh. And so I turn suddenly I am Agamemnon at the start of the Iliad, right? Like literally I've got this huge army. Am I accomplishing any of my strategic goals? No. Am I raiding up and down the coast of Asia? Absolutely. Uh, that is, that is what we do now. Um, we just sort of descend on your settlement, loot it, and then bully you uh, for a good like uh, bargain at the, at the peace talks. And that is what the game turned into. And I was like, you know, that's ancient warfare. That's like that is the <laughs> that is the course of empire for ancient powers, right? Where it's like, oh man, we're a subsistence based economy. Uh, we can't really we can't really support the number of spearmen you're talking about, dude. And I was like, okay, what if we just enslave all our brothers? <laughs> but see that's the thing like i so i did have some in the early game i definitely had like resource wars and problems but then it just became it, so insignificant because i was just churning out so much of enough resources that i could then turn into essentially like use to barter for other resources i was still like running a deficit a lot of the time but it didn't matter because there were so many opportunities to just get turn over turn loads and loads of stuff whether it's like one-off agreements or like stuff that goes over 10 turns. I had so many people and so many deals on the go that it just didn't, it didn't feel like I was having to sacrifice anything. There was juggling to do. So it wasn't like I was completely ignoring resources. I was still having to go, right, I need to conquer this town or I need to make this trade deal. But there was never any fear that I wouldn't be able to support my troops the next turn or I wouldn't be able to build yet another temple to Hera because she's kicking up a big fuss. <laughs> um, I, like, I always had so many options. I guess that's not a bad thing, but it just meant that I wasn't making interesting tactical decisions or strategic plans. Yeah. I was just going through the motions. My checklist each turn or each five turns, it was work. Um, I do, though, genuinely think that the, the concept they've got for a resource economy in Total War is really cool. Um, I like that it, it's a little bit more granular. In the beginning, it felt like really tactile. I was having to fiddle around with the systems a lot in a new way, but then it just became routine uh, and kind of boring. 
Yeah, we'll there's see. a lot of potential for it, though. Yeah, Fraser, you and I are pro gamers, and just we are stuck <laughs> with these scrubs here right now, and they can't create a post scarcity society in the ancient Mediterranean like we can. So, you so know, my, we've got to be patient. We've, you know, yeah. My big problem is, um, I never really kind of understood the different, like the like when I should, and this is. This is kind of one of my big problems with like the tutorial um, as like someone who has never played a total war before coming into it was the tutorial was like, do this. It never bothered to like be like, this is why you would do this or like other options that would be available to you in this space. But like, this is the best one because of why it just said, do this and then do that and then do that. And that's how you play the game. And so I never really like when it became like town to like take a city, it was just like, you know, you get like the occupy sack, you know, raise. And I was just like, well, I don't know. I might want this, but I don't want them to have it. I guess I'll occupy and, and loot. Well, shit. Now everyone's unhappy and they're rebelling, you know? Okay. Next time it was like, okay, I'll, I'll just sack it. Well, okay. Now this other asshole, he's brought in his 18 dudes and he's like, Hey, you just tried, you sacked my city and I'm pissed and I'm at your door now. So like, I just decided, I'm like, well, fine. I don't like when they show up pissed off on my doorstep. I'm going to occupy everything. And so I just kept occupying and I just basically just took over like three quarters of the Mediterranean was just like, this is like a Memnon world now, bitches. You're just playing in it. Um, <laughs> and so I definitely had resource problems. Um, <laughs> Because, you know, it takes a lot of soldiers and a lot of, like, building upgrades to maintain that kind of, like, you know, occupation. Um, especially because fucking Odysseus is such a little wimp and he just won't stop crying about me. Mm, he over, misses his wife. You Lay took off. over part of it. He hadn't gone anywhere yet. <laughs> well, I just clipped this shit he went out of my the <laughs> he just, he, he was right fucking there. He was fine. He, like... You know, if he just stayed at home and didn't keep coming over to my shore being like, Agamemnon, you got to stop beating up on everyone. You've got negative 58 reputation because you keep making these peace agreements and then backstabbing people when they're not paying attention <laughs> because you're out of stone. And it's like, yeah, I'm out of stone. Okay, you know what? Someone's got to fucking unite the Greeks and it's not going to be you because you're just not doing a goddamn thing and you don't know how to get home from war. <laughs> just take an uber see odysseus was meant to be the sort of the modern progressive hero in the face of achilles and menelaus being all bluster and chest thumping but it doesn't make him very fun to play in a war also <laughs> arguably he's a deadbeat <laughs> like like <laughs> just go off on a holiday leave the other way to interpret is like oh man i had you know it's my lost weekend phase uh, where I was just stuck on this island with this uh, hot goddess for ages. But trust me, like it sucked. And uh, I'm back now. And I was thinking about you the whole yeah, time, babe. Yeah, no, I was I was totally uh, ensorcelled. Let's say ensorcelled. Anyway, uh, who are all these dudes in my house? Hey, son, let's murder people. Uh <laughs> Let me, let me show you what daddy got up to during the war. Uh, anyway. 
Because that's the thing, uh, he turns his son into like a hero, right? And you can just actually take him into war, go a-killing with him. Telemachus, surprisingly effective at uh, just mass slaughter. It runs in the family. It runs for <laughs> Yeah. Uh, all right, I think... So we all sound pretty positive about this game. Uh, I think it's more interesting if you're bad at it, uh, by the way. like Yeah, no, um, you know, I think um, having seen a number of my friends talk about their Three Kingdoms games, I feel like I wanted to jump in on that. And I was kind of like, I was like, oh, man, this looks really good. This looks really like, fun. And I could really have fun with this. And, you know, hearing Rob and Austin, everyone to talk about it. And I was just like... Uh, I've never, I should jump in on this, but I don't know. Um, I'm glad I didn't, um, because this one really felt like, you know, you can be bad at it and still have a fun time. Um, there is, you know, a, the learning curve is, is kind of steep, but it's short. Um, you know, once you kind of just launch yourself over that hurdle, then it becomes this very kind of just, you know, let's just go to the weird Greek restaurant at the strip mall and like eat an entire pizza and like have some shots of Uzo. It'll be great. <laughs> it's a wonder what could go wrong. And then like the next thing you know, it's five o'clock in the morning and you've just like, you know, walked across the entirety of Greece just to settle a grudge. And sure. Maybe that was ill-advised. Maybe you've left like your entire settlement, like you know, entire empire undefenseless because you marched your main army to the middle of nowhere. But you had a great time. Um, you know, sure, you've got deadlines tomorrow, and you know, who cares? Um, you'll be fine. Um, but I, I did, I really, I really liked this as an introduction to the series because um, it gave me a sense of what I could pay attention to and what I could ignore. Um, and a lot of games don't really do that very well, I find. Uh, Fraser, you assigned mm. it um, one of your classic hedging reviews. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. Fair. But where are you feeling? Like, setting aside the review, like your heart, where are you? I mean, my... My heart is is in the review. I I really enjoy it when uh, Total War does these wee experimental things. I have there are a lot of things I could say to defend Thrones of Britannia. Even uh, I Oof. I don't think it was a great Total War, but I think it did things that I was excited about that didn't necessarily. I'm way more interested in them trying things than actually like the final execution of them, to be honest. I think that's just because I have played so many Total Wars. I just crave novelty um, and new ideas. And it's not always that important to me if they are really very good. It's how it actually makes the whole game feel. And I think Try feels pretty damn great. Um, I think there are, yeah, there are a lot of problems and I I don't think I'm going to go back to it, to be honest. I think even with the, the Amazon's DLC coming out soon, uh, I'm actually way more eager to, to try the upcoming Three Kingdoms DLC and go back to my uh, stalwart uh, Warhammer 2. But in, in the scale of like Wolfgang Peterson's Troy and Troy Goodfellow, it's definitely closer to the top and Troy Goodfellow. <laughs> So are the Warhammer uh, Total TJ. Wars any good? 
Pardon? <laughs> Are the Warhammer Total Wars any good? Because uh, they're fine. Yeah, so they're yeah, they're, they're amazing. Fine. Like they're very fine. Guys. Shut up. Because Warhammer <laughs> entertains up, me bro. just on a like this is like you know a very batshit like deeply racist kind of nonsense fantasy <laughs> enterprise and you know yeah no, they're, they're good though they're fine aztec lizard man i mean you, <laughs> you're gonna really, give me aztec really lizard man i'm gonna show up <laughs> tj yeah hot or not i like it i like it i think it has it has some balancing issues it has some ai bugs that need to be fixed but Overall, I came away with a pretty strongly positive impression. Um, I'm excited to play more of it. Uh, that's not always the case every time I review a Total War. Sometimes I'm like, okay, that's I guess that's that, and then I'll you know put it away. Uh, this I definitely want to you know excited to try out some of the other heroes, see what their stories are like. I think I actually said almost the same thing about yeah. Thrones of Britannia on this podcast, and I ended up not doing that. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's I, I what Fraser said about the maps is spot on. I think they're the best battle maps in the series, uh, personally. Um, yeah. Okay. The tactical layout. Some weird um, shit in this. Yeah. So, some of the cool maneuvering. <laughs> you, you can do some some cool maneuvering. The rosters are cool. They did they did really well considering it's so infantry focused. And uh, yeah, I liked it. I liked it quite a bit. I want to get that Amazon's DLC so I can uh, I can play as Hippolyta and and uh, demolish the patriarchy. So. Well, uh, when we get a chance to do that, maybe we will revisit uh, Total War Troy. Uh, but that yeah. will do it for this week. We'll be back next week with more strategy discussion. This episode was produced by TJ Hafer. Uh, Three Moves Ahead is hosted on the Idle Thumbs Network. You can learn more about the show and discuss this episode with our community at threemovesahead.net or follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash 3MA. Finally, Three Moves Ahead is supported by listeners just like you on Patreon. You can learn more at patreon.com slash 3MA, but also ask further information about our super secret Discord server where we very occasionally talk about strategy games. Uh, anyway, we'll be back next week with another episode of Three Moves Ahead. Until then, for Dia, for TJ. For Fraser, this is Rob Zachney saying goodnight.